Rodananian. Cars are getting very technical. We're knocking on the door of throwing that car away. It's coming because it's not going to, you're not going to have the time to fix it. Car Doctor. Brent in Iowa, 99 Dodge Intrepid. Brent, this car's too old. It's got to go. The old car police are going to come and get you. That's what I'm thinking here, Ron, is the way you make it sound, it's already disposable. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. Here to take your calls and answer your questions. 855-560-9900. What's going on with you this week? How was your car? How was your week? Let's talk about it. Did it give you any trouble? Did it turn on a check engine light? Did it not do what it was supposed to do, or is it still doing that same old thing and you just don't like it? Give me a call. That's what I do. I'm Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Let's kick the garage doors right open, and let's go over and talk to Steve in Metuchen, New Jersey, 09 Chevy Impala, or Impala, as we like to say sometimes. Um, Steve, what's going on? You got the Car Doctor. What's cooking? Well, Ron, I've listened to WABC, lost touch with you for a while. Now you're on WCTC in New Brunswick at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, and that's why I'm back on the air with you. Cool beans, brother. What's going on? I have a 2009 Impala, 62,000 miles. I bought it new. In November of 2015, I got a letter from Chevy saying the letters intend to make you aware that on some 2009 Chevy Impalas, the throttle, throttle position sensor may cause the engine to run rough, cause the malfunction of the KO amp and or engine power, engine reduce power message to illuminate and reduce the engine power. Also, right. I also got a traction, service traction control right. message. Right. Okay. So uh, I, I filed it away, and uh, in April of 2017, I had a no start in the driveway, and uh, it started eventually, pulled it over to my private mechanic. He pulled the P2176 and the P2119, cleaned the throttle body, and tested the electronics. So that was good to go for a while. September of 2017, it stalled at 60 miles an hour on I-80 West going up to Mount Pocono. Thank God it was in the right lane. It restarted, so I continued on the way to Syracuse, drove it back to New Jersey without any problems, took it into Chevy. They pulled a P2135, not under warranty, replaced the uh, gas pedal and all the electronics that go with that. So uh, we're okay until January of 2018, a no start. Then it was okay. They pulled a, Somebody pulled a P2176 on it. Eleven days later, it stalled and restarted. A 58K, uh, pulled a P2135, took it into Chevy two days later. They repaired it under that November 2015 warranty letter. Right. Per the 2135 code. Now, what did they do? They put a throttle body on it, correct? Well, I've got the paperwork here. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it, my private mechanic goes into much more detail than they do, but, uh, we put, they performed a diagnostic 2135 throttle body, body performer with warranty and process. Then they see. Well, they must list. They must list some parts, Steve. Right. 
not really. Uh, let's see. Perform visual general motor certified service multi-point inspection. Um, so, because the deal is here, let me let me break it down for you like this. Take take a breath, brother. I think you're I think you're mm -hmm. nervous. Um, there's 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 three parts to this basically. Okay, back in let's let's go back to high school. All right, back in the old days when dirt was young and I was a lot smaller. Um, you know, we we had a gas pedal, we had a mechanical linkage rod. And we went to that thing out under the hood called a carburetor, which nobody really knows what is anymore, okay? And when we stepped on the gas pedal, the linkage moved, and the throttle plate opened, the round disc, just like you're opening the front door to your house to let more air in, and the engine ran, okay? Fast forward to 2019. Cars in the last 20 years, the majority of them have drive-by wire, just like the airplanes. The airplanes are controlled drive-by wire, which when you start to think about it, the problems you have with drive-by wire on a car, you'll never get in an airplane again. So... You know, we've got a pedal inside the car. We call it an accelerator pedal now because it, technically it's not a gas pedal. You're using it to accelerate, not let more gas in. So it's an accelerator pedal. There are some wires that go out to the throttle body, which sort of looks like a carburetor turned sideways, and it's got a throttle plate in it. <clears throat> when you step on the pedal inside, there's two sensors on that accelerator pedal um, they, they work exactly opposite. One goes zero to five volts. The other one goes five volts to zero. As the one going from zero to five goals, volts goes up, the one going from five volts to zero goes down. And they have to correlate. They have to sort of pass each other at the right moment. Okay, and the computer's watching. This one came down a half a volt. This one went up half a volt and so on. It's a, it's a relationship thing. At the throttle position, at the engine end, there are two sensors. They do the exact same thing, all right? The recall that GM was talking about in the bulletin and the extended warranty were there were problems with the, well, actually, there was problems at both ends. There was problems with the throttle body end and the sensors, and then there was problems with the accelerator position pedal sensor or the accelerator pedal sensor assembly. Boy, it's like playing, it's like playing tongue twister up here some days. Um, yeah. and, and, and they wanted that replaced. Vendor issues, age, yeah, we didn't make it right, whatever it is. What it sounds like you're telling me at, at this particular point, somebody's changed, and this is what I would hope happened, somebody's changed both ends. They've changed the pedal position sensor and the throttle body assembly. That's at, what different it, times, at different, at different times. Right. I had to pay for I had to pay for the accelerator pedal position sensor replacement. Right. Now there, there. I don't believe in 2009. I'm going to confuse you a little bit because I lied. I said there was three major components. Because I haven't talked about the third one yet, which I think is your problem. But there used to be four components. There was a pedal position sensor. There was a throttle body sensor, and then there was a TAC TAC module. Okay, which was throttle accelerator control assembly. <clears throat> you know, I don't know. You just. I got a when I when I well whatever um, the, the names they give these things and that used to be a box that sat down on the left side of the firewall and, and this went to that and it interpreted this and so as technology got better they eliminated the TAC module I believe they moved it into the PCM and now it's just throttle body accelerator pedal and wiring in between when we get done guessing and I say this very sincerely because a lot of times these 2135s and 2176s, you'll go in and you'll, you'll scan them and you'll look the best of your ability, and everything always looks perfect. It really does. It, you, you very rarely see a bad one. 
and I won't say rarely, but it's it's hard. It, it, you're fortunate when you see a bad one that actually failed, where one sensor was up at a half volt and the other one was stuck at you know three volts, and they're like so far out of correlation. It's obvious where the fault is. So you know, at this point, hopefully the dealer changed the throttle body assembly under warranty or recall, and the other guy changed the other pedal assembly under warranty or recall. However, that worked. If you're still having the same problem, and those two repairs, now watch what I say, were performed correctly, meaning that they both used updated part numbers, and they both did software updates, all right, because there are generally software updates associated with these type of repairs, similar you know, a Windows update. You, you know what I'm talking about, right, Steve? You've had card yes. updated mm -hmm. software. So, you know, it's it's it should be... We changed the, the, the two assemblies. We did software updates. Now we still have the problem. Now we've probably got a wiring harness issue. And it's probably the connectors at the throttle body. That's generally what goes wrong with these. And at one point, General Motors came out with service and repair kits where they were just creating new extension ends coming into the connector. And it was a matter of, you know, just splicing it into the harness. It's not that, you know, if, if all's going well here, it's not that the harness eight inches out from the throttle body went bad. It was the tension of the clips on the connector at the throttle body assembly. All right? So we got to get one mechanic, one cook in the kitchen. Somebody's going to have to do a little more research, find that service kit. If this was me, I'd be looking for the service kit and changing the connector at the throttle body end and see if the problem goes away. It's either there or at the pedal. And I've, 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 I've got to say, I won't say never, but on a scale of 1 to 10, 2 out of 10 times is the pedal sensor wiring connector under the dash because that's not exposed to environment. It's usually the one on the engine itself because that's one's exposed to heat, vibration, moisture. You know, it just gets the heck beat out Ron, of it because it's right there. Ron. Go ahead. This, this has continued continued in December, February, and recently this month, and I perceive it's a rainy day problem. Okay. Well, then, yeah, then 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 Monday morning, take it to your mechanic, bring him a bottle, bring him a two dollar bottle of uh, you know an atomizer bottle with some water in it, and say, here, diagnose my car. I you know, and sometimes we do that. I love doing that at the shop. It drives people nuts. I. They got all the scopes and the scan tools. You ready to diagnose the car? Yeah. I either get out the two-ounce ball-peen hammer when I know where the problem is. I hit it. The part shuts off. The car's done. I go, we're diagnosed. Or I'll spray it with water and see what that does. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's possible. Steve, it's very possible. We fixed a – oh, gosh, I'm going back easily 10 years. Customer came in with a 2004 Suburban that had a similar problem. And this was back when GM didn't realize they had a problem, and it was the 04s and the 5s and the 6s, and they, they, they didn't realize the problem that the tax systems were causing, the throttle, ex, ex, uh, the throttle control systems were causing. He went to the dealer. They changed every part under the sun. Nobody played with the wiring harness. And I remember Chris was with me at the time, and we looked at each other, and we said, it's got to be in the wiring harness. There's nothing else left here. We, we started manipulating the wiring harness, and eventually, after three days of starting it and playing with it and wiggling this and gently massaging that, we finally got the truck to shut off. I went down to the local Chevy dealer. They, they, they know who I am. They know what we do. They gave me access to their upstairs parts room. They didn't even know they had the tools or the parts in stock. I went through the parts inventory. I picked out six little pins. I brought it back. We fixed the truck, and, you know, that's... 
I, I, I'm telling you, I would I would pay attention to the harness. They'll take it apart. You know what, Steve? Don't tell them take it apart. They'll take it apart. They'll fiddle with the pins. They'll try and tighten things up. It's not going to fix it. Change the connector at the throttle body assembly. See what that does for you. Call me back. All right? Okay. All right, bro. So, um, since this car is still under warranty until May of 2000. Uh, then you got to go. Then, then you have to go back and talk to the dealer. You've got to go back and talk to the dealer. Tell them we spoke. Tell them we talked about it on national radio. Here's where we think the problem is. Why don't they think it's a throttle body connector? Why don't they think it's the harness connector? Because they've seen this problem before. Tell them to think back. Tell them to think back four or five model years ago. They were putting connectors and harness assemblies in these cars and other cars like this all day long. Tell them to start thinking. All right? Call me next week. i got to go. I'm up against the clock. Stevie, I appreciate hearing from you, and I'm glad you're with me all this time. It's good to have you back. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's cruising. Don't go away. Whether it's a little red Corvette or a Yugo, you've come to the right place to get that car fixed. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get over and talk to Jake in Maine, 09 Nissan Rogue. Jake, welcome back. What's going on with this vehicle? Oh, hey, how's it going? So, well, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, having problems with my door latches. Yeah, this, uh, this, is, the frozen, this is the frozen door latch car with the recall. Yes, exactly. So, uh, no, I went on that NHTSA website, uh, checked it over, saw that there was uh, a lot of people talking about the, it wasn't a recall, it was a service bulletin. Um, Nissan claims it had been done on my vehicle, but uh, and they didn't, they weren't interested in doing it uh, uh, or keeping good on the word. So I brought it to my local mechanic. Um, she said the same thing, you know, normally school latches is bad news. They are expensive to fix, but he checked into it. And uh, so just so she remembers, I had brought this originally to the Nissan dealer to have them diagnose it. Well, they claimed to have torn both doors apart, and the cables were stretched is what they said. Uh, the cables are stretched. It's going to be uh, around $1,000 with labor to do all this. Right, well, I remember that. Sure. I didn't, yeah, so I went buying it, and I, and I went to my mechanic. He said, well, let's check it out before you order any parts. You know, uh, to make sure we know the exact cause of the problem. Yeah, so we took the doors apart. He said it didn't look like there was there had, um, you know, been previous entry into like breaking the door panels open, taking the windows out and whatnot. And he uh, he ended up he saw it right away. He goes, "Wow, the uh, the cables came un unhooked from the actuator." He went, Poof, hooked it back on, put the doors back together, good to go. <laughs> so, so I don't think uh, Nissan even sells out the hundred dollar track diagnosis. I doubt they even wheeled it into the garage. They probably just assumed, oh, these cars go all the time and just uh, told me that that is going to be expensive to fix, right. I guess. Right. Well, and that's you know, it's it's funny. I was I was I was washing my truck this morning, and I'll, where, where am I going with this story? Right. I was washing the plow truck this morning. We had a lot of salt and crud and stuff on the road, and I said oh, I got to get it washed. I get it washed. I had the hood up because I always I always wipe out inside the edges, and you know, I'm a little fanatical. I didn't Q-tip it today, but I generally went around with the towel. And I looked. The, I, I looked the way the way the when the plow company installed the plow, uh, you know, there's a rubber boot coming through the firewall, and you know, it's all about workmanship and pride of operation. And you know, I think about that, and I think about what you're telling me. The dealer said they did something and they didn't, or the repair shop said they did something and they didn't. Um, to to get through from the engine compartment to the passenger compartment, they just took a knife and they cut the rubber boot. I mean, they just cut it. It was you know, a, a seven year old could have done a neater job. 
And right. You know, a professional would have done that a little bit differently. Yeah. And, you know, so so what is it? Is, is, is the repair shop more interested? And it made me think to myself, so is the measurement of a repair facility, whether they're the plow installer, the dealer, the tire shop, the independent shop, is the measurement of their worth when they're not trying to tell you sell you something, how they treat you? Or is it only when do you notice do you notice that they treat you better when they're trying to sell you something and after that they can't be bothered talking to you? I wonder if that's the new barometer. I just you know, well I'm am sorry you went through it. I'm glad it got resolved. Uh, you know, and and listen, don't take it at face value. The entire industry is like that. You just happen to run into a bad dealership right. that just didn't want to do the job right. So there's good and all. Yeah, and no, and 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 the NHTSA website you uh, told me about. I went I went to it and. And uh, I'll be using that in the future. It's wicked. It's wicked cool. You can see like where other people have complained exactly about this part. I added my complaint to the pile there, so they can maybe do an investigation. And uh, yeah, it's just a, just a good website. So I appreciate the insight. Oh, you're know? very welcome. And I, uh, you're very I'll be welcome. I'll calling you in the future here. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you being there, and I, I'm glad it worked out for you. And listen, that's all I want to know is how did we fix the car? How would you get the car fixed? That's all it's about, man. At the end of the day, no ego involved here. We just want to get cars fixed and move the day along. So you enjoy the rest of the weekend, Jake, and thanks for giving us the info. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, you know, don't assume just because they said they did it. Look at the first call we had this hour. They did the throttle body. They did the pedal position sensor. Well, we did the two recalls. And we don't know what's wrong with the car. Does anybody think outside the box? Does anybody think, well, you know, I always say to a mechanic, if it was your mom's car or your dad's car, or better yet, your wife's car, how would you fix it? Would you fix it any better? Would you fix it better if it was your girlfriend's car and your wife didn't know? That's a whole nother story. So just things to think about. Anyway, I'm Ron Annie, the car doctor. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Ron Anini, the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Don't forget to check us out, cardoctorshow.com and out on Facebook. And by all means, if you're a podcaster, Spreaker.com. And uh, by the way, if you're an iTunes-er, would you be an iTunes-er? Let me ask the younger part of my engineering group. Would you be an iTunes-er there, Michael? iTunes-er. iTunes-er, is that what it's called? Uh, I'd call it that. See, I'm hip. I'm with it. Um, if you're an iTunes-er, uh, we, we fixed that problem this week. There was an iTunes problem where um, software updates. Gee, how could software cause a problem and make something fail, just like in a car? Um, but that's all working now, so iTunes and everything else is working and rolling along. Let's get over and talk to Guy in Maine, 13F150. What's going on here? Guy, welcome to the car, doctor. How can I help, sir? Yeah, you better move a shop up here. All the Mainers calling you for help. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's. Uh, I got. Uh, we're the main man. Yeah, yuck, yuck, um, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, F one fifty. Um, the little uh, warning light on the dash that says brake okay. came on, and of course you do check all your fluid. You know your brake fluid level, and it was fine. Um, and I've been keeping an eye on that for about four days now, and hasn't changed the level one bit. And uh, I took it out on the road in the country and brake really hard and on some icy area that, you know, the anti-lock engages, you can hear it, you know, so that's working. Right. I put it on dry pavement and brake really hard, you know, brakes. I didn't lock them up on the cement, but it brakes fine. Right. 
So I'm still driving it, and I can't figure out what's going on. Well, which engine is this? Is this the uh, the eight or the V six? Three five. There's a three five. Okay. The three five. Okay. The boost, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So. You know, the red brake warning indicator on that truck, it's still a pretty basic animal. It comes on three reasons. Either low brake fluid, the parking brake's applied, or there's a fault in the ABS. But if there was a fault in the ABS, A, it wouldn't work like you're describing, and B, the ABS yellow warning lamp would be illuminated too. So I think it's more along the lines of the first two. I think it's more along the lines of, you know, and just because it's got fluid in it, all right, doesn't mean you can't have a bad brake level warning switch. So, you know, right. yeah, that's, the little guy underneath, yeah. Right, that's always possible too. That's generally a magnetic switch and sometimes if the brake fluid hasn't been flushed in a while and if it's ugly and, and, and cruddy looking, uh they've been known to stick and act up and create issues also. One thing to be aware of and I, and I understand you're taking this into the dealer next week, did I hear that right? Um uh yeah, a local repair shop. Okay. I, I've been hurt so many times up here it's hard to find somebody you can trust, you know? So you know that, I know you talk about that all the time. Yeah, oh yeah. Listen, that vehicle may be under recall from Ford for issues with the master cylinder making fluid leaks. And I'm not saying that's this particular problem, and I believe you when you say right. the fluid yeah. levels are good. But did you get a recall notice for this or did you buy this used? Uh this came out about two years ago. I bought they, it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it two years. I did get a recall letter yesterday about the uh, downshift issue. Okay, but uh, yeah, there's there's. I haven't a, heard any recalls on that. You, you got a you got a you got a pencil handy? Uh, again, just a second. Yeah, um, because I've got. A, I was going to say I was out on a bumpy road the other day, and that brake little light flickered a couple of times as I went across some. Okay, so big potholes. You know, maybe it's maybe it is maybe it is the switch. Maybe it is fluid leveling. You just can't see proper level. Maybe it's so it's so dark and contaminated. It's good you're getting it checked out. But I just want you to be aware of this. If you and you could go out to nhtsa.gov and put in the VIN of the yep. vehicle, and any any pertinent right, recalls yeah. up to the minute will come up. But, you know, I remember that the, the campaign number that they're talking about is 16 Victor 34 5000. And that talks about problems with the master cylinder leaking into the brake booster. And Ford has actually recalled okay. some of these. Now, I'm aware of it for the three. Yeah, for the three five. You're a three five, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 for your particular vehicle. So you may find that you're you're coming due for a master cylinder and a brake booster. And Ford's going to, you know, repair everybody for this all free of charge. Um uh, All right, you said you know, 16 Victor 345000? Yes, 16 Victor 345000 if you're applicable. Get out to nhtsa.gov, type in the VIN, and it'll come up if it's applicable. Right. If not, call Ford Customer Service and ask them, hey, you've got this particular okay. problem. Ford's number for the recall, if, if I recall correctly, is 16, wait a minute, 16S24. Try that number. See what that does 16 for you. 16S24. All okay. right. So, but I would I'll be, look I would be yeah. looking along those lines. All right, guy? And that doesn't work, okay. you call me back next week. We'll take it from there. I appreciate it. Have you're, a great weekend. You're welcome. You too, sir. Take good care. Let's go to Mort, 99 Silverado. Mort, the return call. So, Mort, is it hey. is, is your wife's name Mindy or... or no, nah, it can't be. That would be too weird, right? We were talking about that last I, I week think, after you got off the air. Which, I'd be careful. She's from, her name is Marion, and she's from Nutley. Oh, she's good. Italian. Uh-oh. Yeah, the Italians <laughs> from Nutley, you got to watch. They're... They're a little. You gotta watch them. Yeah, they're connected, uh, without a doubt. She'd jump in the car and come down and talk to you. Yeah, well, listen. As long as she can, she make calzones. Um, if she can, if she can cook, yep. we'll, we'll take her. You know, it's uh, we like to eat in the shop. Um, uh, yeah. But what's her first name? My uh, Mort. No, you're Mort. M-O-R-T. And what's and what's her first yeah. name? I got I gotta know the oh, end of Marion. this. Marion. 
Uh, okay. Marion. All right. Because if it was Wendy, I'd really. Uh... Anyway. Um, <clears throat> I know. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so where are we with this 99 Silverado Mort? What's going on? Uh, it was solved uh, two days ago. What what ultimately happened because of the uh, nature of the uh, uh, the damage and the transmission of through the frame. You know, the, the sound was sound. You know how sound goes yeah. to a car. It could be anywhere. Right. Uh, yeah. So it, ca- it carries throughout. Out, sure. Yeah, and I had vibrations on the floorboard and inside, so I thought for sure it had something to do with the frame. But I pulled the axle, I unbolted the axle from the the uh, um, differential up front to what I suspected to be the driver's side. And I'm running the, you know, but I didn't know if it was a load-bearing problem or, you know, free-spinning. Sometimes it's not, doesn't show up. So I put a little load on, on the wheel. I put the tire back on, put some load on it, and, sp- and spun it on a, on a roller. Got a little grind out of it, and it turned out to be the uh, outer bearing on the housing. The the what is it called? The hub housing. The hub was, support. Uh, the hub support bearing. Loose. So it's 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 not the wheel bearing. It's the carrier side bearing in the front differential or the rear differential. No, no, it's it's in the it's in the wheel, not in the differential. Okay, so it's the left front wheel bearing. Yeah, and yeah. the outer one because this this is a, a prepackaged assembly. There's an inner and an outer. Right. The outer one had. The race, the race was running good. Well, if the race is the part with the bearings, the, the outer part, the uh, the outer part of the bearing that had spun loose inside right. the uh, inside the press fitting, that's what was spinning, and it was hitting every once in a while. And every once so in a while, I would change out, yeah. change out the whole hub, you know, the whole housing for a buck and a quarter, and I'm done. Good, back good. on the road. Cool beans. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Yeah. You, uh, you 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 get into New Jersey anytime soon. Bring your wife by. We'll have a conversation about Italian women from Nutley. All right. Hey, I graduated from Booton in '67, so well, I know where you're coming from, brother. All right. Listen. You have a good rest of the weekend. I gotta go. I'm up against the clock. They keep me working all afternoon. Take good care. I'm Ron Annie, the Car Doctor. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We'll be back right after this. Ron and Car Doctor, let's get going. Let's go over and talk to Joe Wisconsin, 96 Chevy 1500, some trans issues. Joe, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, how are you doing today? Good. What's cooking? Good. So I got a 1996 Chevy CK 1500. Uh, it's my runner truck that I use for going to the hardware store. Gotcha. Uh, last year, I started having some issues. Uh, after driving it for a while, the transmission would start to shift real hard. Um, and then it got to the point um, where... Uh, after it ran for a while, it, it wouldn't shift out of first gear at all. Uh, okay. So I did a little research on my own. I ended up uh, changing out the transmission fluid, new filter, and it seems to be better. I haven't had that issue, but I haven't taken any long runs. I'm trying to figure out if I got a bigger issue than, than what I think I do um, or if just changing the transmission filter and fluid is what it needed. How many how many miles on it, Tom? Uh, Joe, I'm sorry. Uh, two, 243,000. Original trans, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I did did have a trouble code for a hard shift uh, kind of in between there. I haven't gotten that to come back yet after I cleared it and, and did my transmission change. So, right. How beat was the fluid? Um, it was it was pretty beat. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was pretty black when I when I drained it. I mean, now, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't fresh. Now, did you did you do a did you do a complete fluid exchange or just change what was in the pan? I did a complete fluid exchange. Okay, uh, and is the fluid still clean? Still got good color to uh, it. Yeah, yeah, it's still got good color to it. Um, like I said, I've been kind of uh, worrisome, so I haven't taken it more than a couple miles from home, but I haven't 
um, had any of those issues, and, and I guess I'm just trying to see if I need any peace of mind to take it well, than a few miles. Yeah, and I, I know where you're coming from. Look, here's how you got to figure it. Is it a good truck to you? Yeah, yeah. You, you like the truck? The body's in good shape. Yep. If it needed a transit, yep. if you needed a transit, stick a trans in it. Probably. Yep. Okay. Then, then you know what? Let's. Why don't we let it warm up in the driveway for two hours? Okay. All right. Let's let's let it get hot. You know, if anything's going to kill a trans, it's heat. All okay. right. Get it hot. And start making your laps. You know, okay. you're, you're, the more you use it, the higher the temperature is going to go. And, um, you know, that's when you're going to see the problem. And I'm not saying that's the be-all and end-all to it. You know, that, sure. that year, that generation, at this mileage, a quarter million miles, hey, man, you owe the truck a transmission. You know, yep. the, the question is, is it now or is it later? Um, you know, it sure sounds like and has all the indicators to me of, of internal seals that are worn out. And, you know, I went through this with my Suburban, my 04 Suburban with 56,000 miles on it. My gosh, I've changed the diaper on that truck every day of its life since 2004. It was the gentlest, <laughs> kindest care. At 56,000, the trans started doing all these flaky things. And, you know, you kind of sit there and you scratch your head. 56,000 miles. How can this be? Ended up having a bad torque converter. The torque converter okay. itself failed. Well, at 56,000 miles, i got to pull the trans out. This was last year. The truck was uh, 14 years old. How old was it? Yeah, it was 14, 15 years old. I said, gee, I'm pulling the trans. I'm not just going to do a converter because, sure enough, I dropped the pan. There's a ton of metal in the pan. Everything was getting chewed up. You know, it's a complete package. I, I think the way I approach trans diagnosis on an older vehicle, Joe, is I, I get it down in my head. Is it inside the trans or outside the trans? Okay. okay, you know, wiring harness, and what can affect the 96? Wiring harness, connectors, PCM. Believe it or not, ignition switch has a lot of bearing in 96, 97 model years on transmission capability, too. So just if you're having any weird ignition switch dash light problems, just keep that in the back of your head. But okay. if, if you can prove that it's internal trans, yep. put a trans in it. I, you know, okay. you know, even if it's even if it's twenty five hundred bucks for the trans and a, and a Saturday Sunday on your back in the driveway putting a trans in the truck, yeah. you, you know what? You're not going to buy a truck for that. You're, oh you, hell no! You, no. You, you, you know, <laughs> you're not going to buy a truck. You're going to buy a used truck with 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 a hundred thousand miles on it for twenty grand. That's all worn yep. out that you're going to need to do anyway. Uh, yep. You know, it just it just doesn't pay. I had a situation this week. Customer brought us a 2015. Listen to this story, and then we're going to go. 2015 Suburban LTZ, top of the line Suburban, 63,000 miles on it. It came in for tires and an oil change. Took the truck okay. for a ride. This truck rode so hard, I hit the little bump out in front of the shop. I mean, it's a little tiny. I, I thought my fillings were going to fall out. It, it has it has magnetic ride control, which is the same style shock absorber. They they charge the particles in the fluid. I don't know. GM's like on a Star Trek kick. They 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 change the valving in the shock by magnetic control, and you know, six hundred and fifty dollars a piece for two front shocks. Six fifty wow. a piece. Then you got to put them in. All right. Okay. Then you've got to do an alignment. Then we had to talk about the wine in the rear end. I was like, wow, took the rear apart. The pinion bearing was bad. 63,000 miles. We put five grand in a 2015 Suburban this week. And the customer That's looked. That's why I stick with a 96. <laughs> well, but, but and the, the point becomes the customer looked at me and he said, Ron, it's an $80,000 vehicle. I can't replace it. So five grand is nothing and it keeps the wife happy, which I understand that part. Um, you know, yeah. if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Uh, exactly. So, you know, look at, look at the total cost of what you're going to do. Versus the cost of replacing it versus the cost of, you know, what the other choices are. It's a dollars and cents decision. So if you can sure. verify it's not in the trans, fine. If you can verify it is in the trans, 
peace of mind, put a trans in it. Let's move on. Life's too short. All right, brother? We, we can do that. Appreciate the help. You're welcome, Joe. If you have any other questions, you know where to find me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 855-560-9900. We're coming back right after this. Running the car doctor, let's cruise over. Let's go talk to Big Tom and his '99 Chevy Suburban. Tom, gee whiz, son, it's been a long time. How are you, brother? I'm doing fine, my friend. Doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Here we are on radio once again. How can I help you today? <laughs> well, uh, I have a '99 Chevy Suburban, 225,000 miles. Just broken in. I'm not sure if <laughs> it's well broken in. I'm not sure if my mechanic is taking me for a ride, though, or not. All right, what do you got? Uh, I had it in four-wheel drive trouble. Uh, they replaced the actual motor that does the selection of, mo- of drive mode. Right, what was it? Set, and then what, he called me it, back and said, well... Was it set in four-wheel drive codes, Tom? C- C0327 or something along those lines? It wasn't even throwing a code. Uh, the panel that controls the four-wheel drive just went blank. Okay. So I thought, okay, wasn't throwing a service engine. Soon, code wasn't throwing any code. Took it to them. They said, well, the motor's burn out. We'll replace the motor. Go for it. Replace the motor. They come back and say, well, we need to replace the controller. Okay, replace the controller. And I had the truck back for a couple hours, and service engine soon light comes on i pull a code and it's it's p1875 which was a four-wheel drive low circuit fault right take it back to them and they go okay well we'll try again boy what's what's this what's this try stuff did they did they did they charge you to do all the stuff that they did beforehand yes about a thousand dollars so they should try to get it right. <laughs> um, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Listen, the, the initial problem was what? The dash, the dash indicator wasn't lit up, right? Dash indicator wasn't lit up, and I couldn't select too high, four high, auto, none of that. Okay. And did they scan it for codes at that point, or did they just put a motor in it? I'm not sure what they did. They didn't even scan it. They just threw a motor in it. Hmm. Tom, I got to hold you. I'm going to hold you over to the top of the hour. All right? Stick around for the news, news and then okay. we'll talk at the, after the top of the hour because, uh, as you can tell by the music, if I don't, Tom's going to yell at me. And you know how that goes. So uh, don't go away. I'm running any of the car doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.